It is part two of Back to Theology, and I hope you're ready for just some more nuggets of wisdom and a really exciting and fun episode because, again, we have Joey Mendoza on the podcast. I don't know about you, but last week's episode blessed me so much. I've gotten so many wonderful comments and messages just talking about how much people have enjoyed the episode, so we're going to dive right into part two. I hope you're excited. Let's get to it. You're listening to Theology Gals, a podcast for women to learn theology in a practical and applicable way. Come join the roundtable and discover all that God has for you. Here's your host, Jari. So there are um, a couple of different theological questions that are very common that people tend to ask. Um, And from what I found is um, a lot of times people don't even realize that these are theological questions. They think that it's just like, you know, like, well, why does this happen? What does this mean? And and just kind of like standard questions of faith. So I kind of wanted to dive into these a little bit um, and just you know, keep peeling back that onion. Um, and maybe sure. you can, you know, just kind of shed some light and wisdom on this. But the first one is what is love? I know a lot of times when people ask this, they think of, you know, just like relationally, um, mainly just like romantic relationships, but it can also, you know, um, correlate to friendships and just like even showing love to people you don't know. So if you can just kind of like answer that a little bit. Yeah. Well, the first thing I think of is the, that that I don't even remember what it's, called, what it's called, but that song goes, what is love? love? You know, um, <laughs> that's the first thing that comes to my mind. But bringing it back to the Bible, um, I think that um, it, it's it, it's definitely important to remember um, our love and God's love. Um, they're, they're it's like they're not even in the same ballpark. You know, um, mm-hmm. his love is based on inherent his inherent goodness, you know. Yeah. Um, and the Bible is very clear that that in human beings, there is no inherent goodness, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so right then, I mean, right from there, we're starting off at a, at a, at a much, much different uh, starting point, you know. But, um, it, it, you know, it, it, we see it and, you know, and everybody knows this verse, Christians, non-Christians. But John 3, 16, you know, starts, mm-hmm. for God so loved the world that he gave. He so loved that he gave, you yeah. know. Um, his love not only starts from a place of inherent goodness, but also it's sacrificial, um, before we did anything, he loved and acted upon that love w- mm. with an action. You know, Romans 5, 8 is, the, is, is pretty much the same thing. You know, God showed his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So yeah. we weren't even thinking about God. God had made provision for salvation uh, for those who would come to believe. You know, um, uh, in uh, John chapter 14, chapter 15, Jesus multiple times, he equates love with obedience. So mm. we see that this is, um, when we talk about God, uh, uh, love from a biblical standpoint, it, it always um, has to do with action, you know, ac- mm. action on, on God's part, uh, starting from a place of, of perfect goodness. Um, and then love on, uh, or excuse me, action on our end as well, you know, uh, the, the, the love and obedience going hand in hand. Yeah. Um, even, um, you know, even, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of, you know, everybody's familiar with John three sixteen, but a couple mm-hmm. verses down, uh, the 19th verse says, and this is the judgment for people, you know, uh, for the light came into the world, but, um, men love darkness more than the light because mm-hmm. their deeds were evil. So even in that regard, our love is, is invoking an action, 
just in the wrong direction. Yeah. Um, No, that's really good. I think also um, just like practically um, like love equaling action. I think that's really good because I've heard a lot about, you know, as just a newlywed and whatnot and, you know, people throwing around advice and whatnot. Um, Of course, you can't get away from that. Everyone, (laughs) everyone becomes an, it becomes an expert, you know, it's like when you're expecting a baby, like all the parents want to come tell you. This is what you're gonna. This is what's gonna happen. Yeah. Sorry, Um, cut you off. Go ahead. (laughs) No, you're good. (laughs) Um, But like something that I I learned um, and just like heard was that you know loving your spouse is always an action whether you feel it or not so you know you have to make sure that one this is what you've prayed for that the Lord brought you the right person um, Mm -hmm. and know that like this honeymoon phase is a honeymoon phase when we get into you know 20 30 40 years down the road you know our relationship and our lives are going to look a lot different and are going to feel a lot different that doesn't mean that we don't love each other but i think knowing that that action is what that means that i choose to love my spouse no matter what is important because even when you are high on you know being married and being with that person like how do you show them that you love them you tell them that's the action of saying something you know you you buy them flowers that's the action of giving something so i think that that's important to know that the action could be as sweet as those first few years but it could also be a choice to you know we're going to work through whatever, you know, this season looks like, whether it's, it is good or bad, or whether we are going through the storm and whatnot, choosing to, you know, fight for each other and fight for a godly marriage. That's the act of loving as well. Um, And that's just relationally, you know, in, in marriage and with relationships, but even, you know, the act of showing somebody kindness is showing them love, paying for, you know, the coffee behind you. You don't know what that person is going through. So if that, you know, spending those extra four or $5, because you feel like, man, I should probably do this. I want to do something kind and nice or something. That's the act of love to a stranger who, you know, you don't know how that could impact their day. So I think that's really good. Definitely. No, I agree. So the next question is, why does God let bad things happen? Kind of a big one in yeah. our world. <laughs> yeah, this is, yeah, this is huge. Um, you know, and, and, and you know, usually uh, you hear the question, you know, why does God let, you know, bad things happen to good people? Mm. Um, uh, which, again, kind of presupposes a, a little bit of a wonky view, um, at least from the Bible standpoint. Um, you know, uh, yeah. the Bible does make it clear. I mean uh, that we're not inherently good. And now it's hard to look at, at, uh, you know, at a child or, you know, sweet old grandmother, you know, and say, man, biblically, you're not a good person, you know, but that's what the Bible says, <laughs> you know, um, Genesis six, Romans three, Jeremiah 79, the heart's deceitfully wicked, you know, I mean, like, um, it's clear, but, but, um, but I think, um, you know, no matter, no matter where people land on this, I think one thing that, that has to be agreed upon, at least from the Christian viewpoint is that starting point, like, um, mm-hmm you know, we're, we're, we're not inherently good, but I think in general, people will definitely, Christians will definitely answer this, uh, in, in different ways based on their definition of God's sovereignty, um, is, is mm-hmm. what I've seen. I think that, you know, a, a, a basic, you know, definition of sovereignty is, you know, Hey, it, it, you know, if you're a sovereign ruler, you can rule how, how, how you please, you're autonomous. Um, mm-hmm. and, and we would certainly say that God, God can rule how he pleases. God is autonomous. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, however, people will, will also take that 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 view of sovereignty, um, like a, a Calvinist, for example, you know, someone who believes in you know, determinism, meaning, you know, mm-hmm. hey, 
uh, God not only is is going to rule how he pleases, but God is meticulously determining everything that will happen. Again, like I know you can't see me because we're not on video, but I'm going <laughs> to yeah. take a sip of my coffee right now. Hold on. <laughs> no worries. So I took a sip of my coffee. So a, a determinist, someone who has a determinist theology will say, yeah, Joey, you chose to take a sip of your coffee at 1034 on this Saturday morning, yeah. but you chose that because God predetermined you would chose that would choose that. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. So, so some people will will take that view versus um, the view of God's sovereignty that says, "Look, God will absolutely cause some things to happen, and God will simply allow other things to happen." Um, mm -hmm. You know, and I and I don't I don't think that flies in the face of of any of the verses of of God's sovereignty. You know, mm -hmm. Ephesians one eleven that God works all things according to the counsel of His will. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Psalm one fifteen three, God is in the heavens. He does all that he pleases. You know, I don't think that flies in the face of that. Um, I think, uh, as a, as a comfort for, from a Christian standpoint, you know, we know that, that the Bible tells us that God will work all things together for the good of those who love him. Romans eight twenty eight. Now it doesn't necessarily make anybody feel any better while you're walking through through tragedy, <laughs> but it, but it doesn't make yeah. the verse any less true. Yeah. Um, the, that verse is also it's a comforting verse to us who love God. It's not a comforting verse to those who don't know God. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, you know, people, well, that's another one talking about context, you know, all things work together for good. Well, that's not what the Bible says. It doesn't say all things work together for good. It does say that God will work all things together for the good of those, for, for good, for those who love him. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so it just, I, I remember, um, Job's friends, you know, at, they're trying to rationalize and explain, well, you know, yeah. Job, man, I mean, you've had all this horrible things happen to you and you must have sin in your heart. You must have angered God. You must, you know, and God actually rebukes them yeah, and says, guys, stop trying to rationalize and explain everything I'm doing. Mm. Um, definitely when bad things happen and, and tragedy and suffering, I mean, it can definitely intensify our faith, uh, draw us closer to God in order to change us. Uh, yeah. doesn't mean that it feels good or makes us feel comforted at the time, but I think that, um, you know, anyone who's walked through uh, tragedy, you know, a as a believer um, can probably attest to that. If they've come out on the other side yeah. with their faith intact, I think they can probably attest to that. Yeah, no, totally. I think also, like, just uh, from what I've heard before and studied the notion of, like, you know, choice and free will, that, yep. like, God allows us to be able to choose him which also means yeah. that we have the option to not choose him you know yeah. and so even like that that's in the grand sense of things but even in the simple stuff like you can choose to you know cuss someone out <laughs> or you can choose right. not to you can choose to do bad things you can choose not to at some point as we grow up and as we develop um, we understand what right and wrong is, um, yeah. you know, in the in the most fundamental sense, of course, because everybody's different and everybody's, you know, had different life experience. But I think that's also important to know. And I think just as we really grow in our spiritual walks and in our faith, you know, I, I mean, even just personally, I've been able to come to a point where like I I'm glad for the sufferings that I've gone through for the mm -hmm. things that like the tragedies the the trials just the really dark seasons because and this is only because I've made it to the other side because like you said right, in the right. middle of it when you're going through it it's like 
like no i'm angry with you god why is this happening to me like i don't understand but now that i'm past that and i'm on the other side i can say okay thank you lord for you know the fact that i went through that because of x y and z because i learned this because i got this out of it and now and i think this is just a part that hasn't really been talked about a lot in you know just like spheres and whatnot but Mm -hmm. now i know because i'm at a certain spot that whatever trials i will go through later i'm not going to despise them as much i'm probably not going to be too happy about going through it because i mean who is but i'm (laughs) I'm not gonna just be so angry and and despise it you know because i i now understand i have that knowledge i have that experience of what it means to go through something to be faithful to the lord you know and that doesn't mean that you can't have these emotions of not being happy about it of being upset about it you know i don't think that god is the kind of father who wants you to just be perfect and and you know like yeah you're gonna suffer so just be happy about it like no if our earthly parents understand our emotions i think our heavenly father can understand those emotions too so just to like go through that and i'll be on the other side and look towards the future like whatever that may be now i'm at a season and at a place where i can say okay lord whatever it is that we're going to go through next because that is going to happen because it's just life i thank you for it in in advance because clearly there's something that i need to learn there is something that is going to grow me and I think that's just like a true example of of the verse of God will work everything out for the good of those who love him. And if I love the Lord, then whatever is going to happen, it's going to work out for my good because I do love God. So, yeah, I think that's really good. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I agree. So uh, the final theological question that I have found that a lot of people ask is, how do I know that I am truly saved? Yeah. So I would um, I I would definitely um, I would I would point to first john the book of first john in general Mm -hmm. um you know because he he, uh john does state in there he says you know hey i'm writing these things so that you may know Mm. um you know and that's a a huge theme in in that book i uh if i could pull one verse out of out of that book it's uh first john 5 12 says whoever has the son has has life whoever does not have the son does not have life um uh and i think we you know once as a believer we know what that means but i think that really you know you it's a short verse but it, it says a lot you know it's it i think this question of how do we know if we're truly saved i think it boils down to really three components you know what yeah. do you believe about jesus what do you believe about sin what do you believe about salvation mm-hmm. um uh firstly jesus do you do you believe that he is who he says he is do you believe mm-hmm. that he's the son of god do you believe that he yeah. at the same time he he is god um uh, what, what do you believe, um, about sin? You know, are you, are you, you know, willing to, to start at that, that starting point of, um, I am a sinner, even, even mm-hmm. after we're saved, we're going to sin until the day we die. We're, yeah. we're just redeemed. We're, re- we're redeemed sinners now, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. um, but, um, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, quick, quick, uh, quick story about that. There was, a uh, a pastor I was listening to and, Man, I God forgive me, but I wanted I wanted to choke this guy out. Uh, he was talking about I know it doesn't sound spiritual, but I'm just being honest. Uh, the, he was talking about you know Romans uh, ten nine, you know mm-hmm. where you know it says if you believe in your um, if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. And um, again, that's a short passage, but there's a lot in there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot in there. There's multiple components and facets. But his take on that was. Uh, you know, see, guys, the gospel is really simple. It doesn't that doesn't even that verse doesn't say anything about sin. You know, sinners, sinners don't need to 
you know, uh, you know, understand that they're that they're sinners. They just need to do these two things. Mm. And I'm like, brother, you just gutted the whole gospel. <laughs> you know, if, if okay, so you know, take that verse, like, um, okay, believe, you know, believe that God raised him from the dead. Okay, well, what did he die for? Mm. To pay the penalty for <laughs> your or what? You are a sinner, dude. Um, and it's like you, you know, it's like um, you can't you can't sidestep that without um, completely just eviscerating the whole gospel. Um, and uh, and so that's that's huge. So what do you believe about Jesus? What do you believe about sin? Do you believe that um, that you can be good enough morally to mm-hmm. uh, be right with God? If you do, that's your 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 belief is pointed in the wrong direction. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we, we can't be made right through God without jesus's substitutionary sacrifice mm-hmm. um and then lastly what do you believe about um salvation you know uh john 14 6 do you believe that that's true that jesus said i am the way the truth and the life no mm-hmm. one comes to the father except by me um you know it's it's interesting because you know christianity is not um it's not inclusive it's exclusive meaning like there are certain things you have to believe yeah. or else it or else you it's just you can't not be yeah. under the umbrella. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, one of my one of my favorite uh, preachers, Vody Balkum, he um, he uh, he was kind of pushing back on um, how people say things like, "Hey, look, I don't like to put God in a box." And he's like, "Look, dude, God put Himself in a box." Respectfully, <laughs> he's, he illustrates this. He says, "God put Himself in a box. It's called the Bible. You know, don't go beyond yeah. what is written, like it says in First Corinthians." You know? <laughs> um, and uh, and these these answers to you know how do we know we're truly saved? What do we, it, it boils down to our, our our belief. What do we believe about Jesus, sin, salvation, mm. um, and and the remedy for those things? And those things are found in the Word, not in um, not in our hearts, deep in there, hidden somewhere, not in our consciousness, not in you know um, what what somebody else tells us about about uh, the afterlife, but um, clearly on the pages of Scripture, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. And even just like from what you said earlier about us being um, just inherently sinful, I, I, I feel like another way of saying that is like we're born into sin. Um, absolutely. Like we're we're going to sin no matter what. Like it's just part of the fact that we were born into this world. But the change comes when we are saved, when we make that, you know, declaration and, and we, we submit our lives and ourselves to the Lord, then the like you don't automatically get rid of your bad habits. You know, right. um, they're going to be there. But I think the important thing to remember in that moment is that, you know, your heart is what needs to change. So like if I have a yes. bad habit and I, I, you know, and I'm not saved and then I become saved that bad habit doesn't go away but if my heart is in the right place and I say to the Lord I want to start getting rid of this I want to begin the journey of you know making these changes of renewing my mind then that's that's your starting point and that's okay Absolutely. because nobody's yeah, perfect that's yeah, yeah. That's, that's something I meant to mention too I think that's great you know you brought up uh, you know having that heart change I mean we, we should be grieved over sin whereas mm-hmm. before we were not um now it should it should bother us. It should grieve us. You yes. Because um, we definitely we accidentally sin, but we also willfully sin. You know, we do things that yes. we know we shouldn't do, <laughs> uh, knowing that we're going to have to have that, you know, oh, crap conversation with God afterwards. Yes. Um, you know, I did this. I shouldn't have done this, you know, um, but it, it should bother us. It should grieve us. That's a, definitely a marker of of salvation. Our, our sin should grieve us. Absolutely. And I know one of my favorite um like I, I just think of the song uh, that says break my heart for what breaks yours. Jesus. Yeah. And I, I love that because that 
I mean, just personally is what I want to get to. I want to, cause sin breaks the heart of the father. You know, it, it, yeah. it yeah. like when we sin against God, it, it does break his heart. And yeah. I, if we keep that in mind, then it'll, not that it'll all go away as we've stated before, but it'll just get easier for us to spot. Oh, I probably shouldn't say this. Oh, I probably shouldn't do this because it's going to break the heart of the father because, and then that's where that heart change comes in us as well. Absolutely. hundred percent. Well, we are nearing the end of our time together. Um, so I just wanted to say really quick, thank you so much, of course, for being here with me today, having this conversation. But before we finally wrap up, I wanted to ask you just the question I ask everybody um, in every episode. And that is, how have you seen the nature of God at work in your life recently? That's a great question. Um, I, I think that um, the, the first things that come to mind for me are... Um, uh, this bur- good a, a good type of burden, but a, a, a burden to to make sure that that my kids understand, you know, um, mm. understand the gospel and understand uh, the Bible. I mean, I think that uh, you know we, um, you know, it, it's always a, a constant battle of you know, like, all right, guys, we're gonna do a devotion or we're gonna do Bible time, and you know, some they're not ex- as excited about that as they are about <laughs> watching a TV show, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, so that battle of kind of not showing that on the outside, you know, I don't want to throw my Bible at him and be like, no, you're going to learn this. Darn it. You know, like, <laughs> that's not, that's not going to help, you know, but, <laughs> but, um, but just burden to, to, to make sure that they, that they understand the gospel and, yeah. um, and really learn this. So that's, that's something it's just, it's on my heart. It's on my mind mm. all the time. And so, um, you know, Holly and I are always trying to figure out, you know, ways to, work it into conversations yeah. and, and kind of, Hey, that reminds me of this verse or hey, that, whatever, you know, without mm-hmm. being overly, without being a goober about it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, that, and then, um, you know, uh, also secondary, I would say um, I, I'm definitely praying about and, and heavily considering going to, going to seminary. So I'm looking into that, oh. uh, doing some research on that. So th- those two things are probably awesome. uh, weighing, weighing on my mind probably the most. Yeah. That's really great. I think seminary is wonderful. And um, I think it's just really cool that you're trying to incorporate that naturally, because I think that then gives your kids um, permission to just act naturally in that way when they as they get older to be able to just naturally think about the Lord and these verses that, you know, you're implementing now um, and for them to know that, like, that's okay, And that's, you know, totally a, a fine way to live and to speak no matter what um area they find themselves in no matter what school no matter what friend group you know or no matter what church and community that they're in so i think that's really cool definitely well joey thank you so much for being here today Um, i really loved our conversation it has been just so nice to be able to talk to you and to just talk about theology and yeah thank you so much i'll see you next time enjoyed it thank you (laughs) all right bye listening to Theologicals. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. I hope it brought you a little joy and that you learned something new. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe. You can find us at Theologicals, and be sure to let us know what you want to listen to next, or even who you want on the podcast next. Tag us, tag them, we want to know. Until next time, this has been Theologicals.